Lock Talk Radio. What's going on? It's your boy Prince Q. Um, welcome back to the Juice Radio Show. We just had the crew, some of the crew, come in, and I'll let them introduce themselves. TK, what's up? What's up? What's up? It's your boy Young Tiller. So, how has everybody's week been? Um, my week has been pretty good. Uh, just you know, working a lot, but other than that, it's been pretty good. It's been cool. Ain't really been doing nothing but just sitting in the house, to be honest. So, okay. So I just want to go ahead and talk about the weather right now. Um, it's 93 degrees right now, and um, it's been pretty hot. Um, and it looks like it doesn't show any signs for the next couple of days of slowing down as far as heat is concerned. Um, but today at the moment, it is 93 degrees and we have a lot of hot topics to talk about. Um, and a lot of things going on right now with COVID and, and sports and entertainment. Um, so does anybody have anything on their mind, on their spirit before we start? Anything you want to open up the show and say or talk about? Um, I guess not anything specific that I just want to, put out there i mean i hope everybody been safe you know during yeah. all this situation with covid and i know you know now um i guess in, in well i guess in all stores you used required to wear masks now which i think should have been done in the beginning but you know i guess we live and we learn i guess <laughs> yeah what do you what do you think about that Tiller? I mean, it is what it is man i mean Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I'm, I'm, I really don't have nothing else to say about it, uh, rather than other than what she said. I mean, uh, we should have been, should have been had to wear masks every day, uh, to just to go into places. But you know, they want to do that to the start getting worse. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna go ahead and jump into some topics. Um, for the week So one of the topics I have That um, is a really good topic Is let's see. So let's start with Kim Kardashian We already know what's been happening With uh, Kanye West Who has been um, You know making headlines For some of the most Some of, his, some of the things he said at his first rally Because you know he's trying to run for president Um and so um, Kim Kardashian breaks her silence after Kanye West's divorce revelation. And pretty much, I think a lot of people were shocked and surprised by what she said, because I guess people expected to have like backlash. I guess they expected her to say rude things about Kanye and what he said, but she really came through and was a very supportive wife and really just kind of admitted that he's, he, he's dealing with bipolar. So she says... As many as many of you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who has this or has a loved one in their life who does knows incredibly comp- how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. 
I've never spoken publicly about how this has affected us at home because I am very protective of our children and Kanye's right to privacy when it comes to his health. But today, I feel like I should comment on it because of the stigma and misconceptions about mental health. And she pretty much just goes on to say Kanye is a genius and anything he's done, he's put his mind to and saying that they're going to stand behind him and that, um, you know, just being really supportive. And I thought that was really dope considering the fact that Kanye said that he wanted to divorce because of the whole issue with, um, I guess, him feeling like Kim, or I guess the issues they've been having in their marriage and also just their parenting skills or styles. And so what do you guys think about that? And also what do you guys think about mental health in in our community? Is it taboo and why is it taboo? Um, I think with um, with Kanye, like the whole situation with Kanye West, I think if he, if, the, if people know he has a disability, I don't think he should run for president. But he's not. He backed out. Okay, I would say like that's kind of. But I mean, and I definitely don't think that because they both have two different parenting skills should be something that you divorce over, because then there's no there's no you have to co-parent and that whole situation. So. I don't think that's something that we should put or they should put that the child through. Um, but I mean, and then when it comes to disability uh, in the community, but when it comes to disability in the community, I think that uh, I don't think it's taboo. I just think that it's just not something that's talked about a lot, I guess. But not taboo, towards, you know, necessarily. So yeah. Sorry, y'all. We having a little bit of technical difficulties, but we getting it together. Okay, okay. Yeah, I I totally agree that you know because two people have different parenting styles that that, that shouldn't really affect. You know, um, I mean, everybody has different parenting styles. I mean, yeah. and I think when you get married to somebody, it's difficult because you know unless you have spent time with somebody and you you're getting to know them and you know what kind of parent they are you're pretty much you know putting yourself in a situation to be divorced because you haven't really taken the time to really get to know each other in that way and understand how you both want to raise your kids but i think mainly i think they've been dealing with divorce because of his you know him being bipolar and just him dealing with his mental health issues and some of the negative things he said about Kim's family just recently and mm-hmm. about how, you know, they were going to get an uh, abortion possibly yeah. and all that. So yeah. I heard it was a different reason that they were getting a divorce. I heard they were getting a divorce because I guess Kim was doing something with Meek Mill at this point in time of Kanye and their relationship. She met him at a hotel or something. And I've oh, actually seen that article. So, and there's actually a picture now on on um, the Shade Room. Um, I don't know if you guys follow that account, but um, there's actually a picture of Meek Mill, Kim Kardashian, and another woman talking about prison reform. Oh, wow. So the whole issue with Kanye feeling some type of way about Kim, you know, going to meet with Meek, Meek Mill, she was talking about prison reform. <laughs> and Meek Mill even confirmed it, and there's a picture of them actually sitting down with another woman. And so mm-hmm. I've seen that one, that rumor discounted but you know i mean i i think that when you're a public figure and you're a celebrity everybody's in your business and yeah yeah it's kind of hard yeah you know so i think mental health is a big a big issue and i think that uh hopefully 
with Kanye being a celebrity and him being a public figure, you know, maybe people, you know, he will, he will actually be bringing light to a issue that people deal with in their own homes and they don't seek help. Hopefully, yeah. So that's how I feel about yeah. that situation. Um, another uh, interesting thing, um, I don't know if you guys know who Yara Sh- Shahidi is, but she's on um, Grownish and she's also on Blackish. And she just signed a major deal with ABC Studios to create new original shows with her mom. I've seen that. That's actually really dope. Yeah. And it's with her mom. Like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. What do you think about that? Me? No. I don't know nothing Me? about it. <laughs> well, okay. So, I mean, Yara Shahidi. You know who Yara Shahidi is? No. So, you, you, do you know the show Grownish? Uh, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. You know the show Blackish? I've uh, seen a little bit of it, not the whole thing. Not a, not a lot of it. I've probably seen uh, like I don't even know what other references to get. <laughs> two episodes or so. It's but essentially Oh yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying it was the teenage girl, the the chick in, in blackish, the daughter, the teenager. Mm-hmm. I I mean okay, you know, I, 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 I I can see <laughs> it a little child. bit but yeah. Yeah, it was just her. Saying, she just signed a like to a to ABC to have her own like original shows with her mom. Yeah, I think it's pretty dope because, uh, you know, the fact that she's a young black female. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's pretty dope that that was put on her lap. I mean, you're young, you're a black female in in a society that we're living in right now. And I thought it was a pretty interesting thing because it motivates me. You know, she's working hard. She's young. And I know a lot of people as we, you know, especially being in our 20s, being in our early 20s and late 20s. We're always comparing ourselves to other people and their success yeah. and, oh, this person became successful way, you know, younger than me or this person became successful way later than me. And I think or whatever the case may be, we are we're always comparing ourselves to other people. And I think that it's really dope that, uh, you know, not not that you, you're supposed to have it made by a certain age, but to see other young black people like her mm-hmm. accomplish a lot in this industry that we're actually in because we're on the radio. I think it's really dope. And it just speaks to. The fact that there are a lot of opportunities out there for us, if yeah. as long as we're grinding and we're hustling for it. So yeah. I thought it was a pretty dope because they're going to let her create original shows mm-hmm. for ABC. That's something that a lot you don't see a lot of black people in those positions, especially young black somethings in their 20s. Yeah. You know, that's really dope. Yeah. And she was she's really like inspirational. I know in the past when I first started watching Grownish. I was probably probably like twenty. It was like my twentieth birthday, so I'm like, you know, the the, the theme song, like, yeah. watch out, I'm grown now. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm grown now. Yeah. <laughs> but like seeing it, it was just like, okay, this is interesting, and it kind of motivated me to yeah. like do my own stuff and to, like yeah. just to be on on the grind. So. Yeah. Um. So we know that uh, Beyonce is coming out with Black is King, um, which is an Africa. And she's going to be actually broadcasting that in Africa. So what do you guys think about that? Because she had some backlash for it because they said that uh, she's appropriating African culture and that, you know, she's misrepresenting it and she's exploiting it. But then there was this argument that Beyonce is black, you know, so how is she appropriating African culture and exploiting it? What do you think about that, Taylor? I I don't listen to Beyonce like that, but I mean... um, it sounds pretty interesting to me. Um, I mean, I really don't have an opinion on it because I, I really don't know nothing about it. So. so what do you think about the fact that people think that she's exploiting African culture and she's trying to, uh, they, they you know, cultural appropriation is pretty much the main topic of it. Do you so think that... Let's explain what 
that exactly means them, right? So to culturally, like culturally appropriating something, right? So if I'm, for example, in my opinion, like if I'm going to like an Asian store, right? And that, you know, they have how they have the, I don't know if you've ever been to like an Asian store, but they have their shrines set up in the store. So like mm-hmm. they're, they have their traditions like right there in front of everybody to see, right? And if I say something that's like, I don't even know what I would, could possibly say, like that's offensive, that but it's not. I mean, pretty much cultural appropriation is when you're not a part of a certain culture, you're wearing a garment, you're practicing a. Boom. Like I what? I'm, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Did you have something? To <laughs> nothing. Wear? I was nothing. I mean, it's basically like if a white person wears braids or, or a dashiki, or if a if a black person decides they want to wear an Asian garment to a festival, or if white people are going to Coachella and they're appropriating Native American culture and wearing all this Native American gear, which that's been a big problem. So do you think that Beyonce for celebrating black culture, do you think that that would be considered a cultural appropriation if she's not from Africa? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, she black, ain't she? That's what I thought. But here's the thing with that. I mean, that that is definitely true. She is black. We're all black. I mean, if we if if she black, I'm black. We all black. I mean, we all originated from Africa some way or another. But like, her roots just might not be as deep as everybody else's from Africa. You know? Or Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying like. Why does it matter what she do? To be honest, why does it matter what any celebrity does? If they, if they feel like they're being themselves, then why can't we be ourselves? Like, don't nobody. There's, there's my thing I with mean, it though. Like, I, I understand, you know, um, I understand what she's trying to do and maybe her intent. Uh, but it's just like when you have like black people here who wear it or who do the the markings on the face, like with the, the dots and the, you know, I don't know if you ever seen like. Mm-hmm. stuff like that but uh, like the African art I guess when they have the dots on their face and the, yeah so to an African that is culturally appropriating something because they could be putting these markings on these on their face and not understanding what these markings actually mean right. like to see it on a picture oh let me draw it on my face because it's cute but not understanding that this could be a sign of something totally different from what you think it is that you might not want to put on your face or some, or or even certain dances that you know a lot of people do that are African dances, you just may not understand what this dance actually is doing or what there's a meaning to everything. There's a meaning to every outfit. Excuse me. There's a meaning to every marking. There's a meaning to everything, right? In in African culture, and Black Americans don't understand that that that's a thing. You know what I mean? Just wearing a dashiki is not just what's gonna make you African. It's not gonna what, what, what's gonna make people think, oh, he's Pan-African, she's Pan-African. You wearing a dashiki with an ankh and a, and you got an ankh on, and then you got on a, I don't know, some kind of symbol from Africa, like an African mask, not understanding that ankh comes from Egypt, and this African mask comes from Zimbabwe, and little do you know, this side, is fight was rivals with this side at the time. You know what I mean? I don't, maybe I went in too deep into the rent, but you get my point? Somewhat. <laughs> Well, we just had another Juice member step in. Go ahead and introduce yourself for the people. Hey, go ahead. Hey, hey. Um, and so pretty much uh, we were talking about ICM, about cultural appropriation. What do you think about cultural appropriation? 
and what do you consider to be culture appropriation and not culture appropriation? That's a good topic, but, uh, I don't know. I feel like definitely like um, a lot with like hair stuff, you know. Um, oh, yeah, a lot with like uh, you know hair. I think it has a lot to do with it. Like I feel like a lot of people, non-black people are starting to. Well, they've been like starting to have like you know things that would be considered like black, like braids and benching. Yeah. So I don't. I kind of just feel like yeah. I don't know. Does it offend you? Like if you see like a white person with bantu knots and big hoop earrings, does it does it does it make you feel a kind of way or? It's just like, okay, they're cute, whatever. It kind of does make me feel some kind of way because it's like, um, I mean, obviously it's our culture. So it's like, it kind of depends because, like, if they're mocking it, you know, then that's one thing. But um, I don't know if they're, like, <clears throat> inspired by it, sure. But just, like, you know, if they're still supporting, like, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, like, because obviously, you know, if you're so, like, inspired by our culture, you know, you should support it, too, so I think it's fine just as long as you, like, support us and not mocking it in a bad way, you know? Mm, I think for me, like, to see that, and mama, I mean, if if, if somebody non-black came to me, like, oh, we just want to wear it, too, because it's cute, we just like it, you know? For me, it's like, but but you are stealing, like, that from us, in yeah. a way. You're trying to take that as much as well as everything else you've taken in the past till this day, like you're trying to take that too. So let that. us have us and you have you. You know what I mean? Like there has to be at some point where you're these oppressors are no longer oppressing us. They're no longer like look at us in our face and say, I'm gonna do the same thing you're doing because really it's mine and I can take whatever I want to take from you. Just like I stole everything in these museums that's African and stole all that from y'all. So I'm gonna take y'all hairstyle, I'm gonna take y'all way y'all dress. I'm going to get my tan, I'll take out skin, everything. That's too much. Yeah, so it's just like, at some point, no. Yeah, yeah. to be a cutoff. Yeah, I agree. Well, we are going to go ahead and go to our first break um, for the um, show. And right now, I'm about to play Frank Ocean, Pink Plus White. Oh, 
back to the juice radio show we have two new members that have well actually another new member actually that just walked in go ahead and introduce yourself and for the people um <laughs> what's going on um what's up everybody this is me lucy what's up what's up what's up lucy what's up what's up what's up so um we left off talking about cultural appropriation and talking about our thoughts on if we feel like uh, what Beyonce did is culture appropriation or not? Do you guys plan on watching that um, that visual, uh, pretty much film that she's putting out at the end of the month? I probably will. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know, but I probably will. I probably. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, it'll be dope. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'll so. check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm excited to see it because I think the one thing I saw when I saw the trailers is I just feel like. I, because I'm an artist and, you know, there's a couple of other artists in this room. Um, she's the only artist that really motivates me. You know, everybody has that. I love, I love Frank Ocean. I love Beyonce. I love uh, Janae Aiko a lot right now and um, a couple of others. But those are the three people I would say inspire me the, the, much, the, the most as an artist. And um, I just get a lot of inspiration from her because I feel like she's the only artist that's really taken it up levels I've never seen. You know what I mean? The fact that she's going to put it on Disney Plus, um, that's like a major deal. You know, I just think that she's breaking so many, you know, almost kind of similar to what Michael Jackson did. You know, Mm -hmm. he broke so many barriers as an artist. He was able to do so many different things and cross so many different uh, barriers that a lot of artists haven't been able to accomplish. So that's the one thing I really appreciate about her. But other than that, um, another thing that is interesting in the news is KFC. Does anybody here eat KFC? No. I've been. I'm not gonna lie. I've been tempted to try that. You have. 
It's, you know, it's crazy how nowadays in 2020, we can live in a um, time where we kind of feel bad by, by saying that we eat junk food. Right, you know, it's like, like, do you eat McDonald's? Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like that unseen, un, that thing you're not supposed to say, you know what I mean? Uh, every now and then, maybe right. when it's later, when I leave, you know, when I leave a bar or something or a club, you know, that's what people say. But, <laughs> you know, I don't think, you know, there's anything wrong with eating junk food. You just said, I know what you're eating and whatever, you know, diet or eating lifestyle you have. But anyway, specifically regarding KFC, and might I add, I actually wanted to try that KFC donut burger. I'm not sure if you guys have or heard of it. That's but crazy. KFC recently had on their menu a two glazed donuts and like three chicken breasts or three chicken strips on a on a donut. And it was that's a, diabetes. That's it, a heart attack right there. It looked pretty crazy. But I mean that sweet and, and salty taste. I tried. I mean, yeah, Ooh. salty. You tried it? Yeah, you tried it already? Yeah, Did you like it? No, I tried it a while back, but yeah. You like it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. Okay. Pretty cool. It was uh, it was really sweet. It was really sweet. Really sweet, yeah. So um, the next thing that KFC is doing is they are creating 3D printers that out of chicken cells. Um, and so it says the project aims to create the world's first laboratory-produced chicken nuggets. KFC is betting on a new menu item made in a lab to be finger-licking good. The fast food franchise said they partnered with 3D bioprinting solutions in Moscow, Russia, to create a chicken chicken nuggets using printing technology and cells from a chicken. The idea crafting the meat of the future arose among partners in response to the growing popularity of a healthy lifestyle. Oh, is, God, is this really healthy? <laughs> and nutrition, the annual increase in demand for alternatives to traditional meat and the need to develop more environmental friendly methods of food production is the reason and the cause for this project. Now, we eat way too much meat. We're probably running out of food, running out of meat, and the babies aren't growing fast enough, so they're just going to genetically make a nugget, make your chicken leg. And what's crazy is that I'm pretty sure a lot of us are going to be eating it, aware that this is not a real chicken nugget. Mm-hmm. Not comes from a clucking chicken. This comes from the cute. This comes from a computer. That's wild to me. That's but pretty crazy to me. Do the actual chicken nuggets that are we already get come from a chicken though? I think it is. It's, it's probably all types of meats in one nugget. <laughs> but I do. But think what it's if chicken. you can't tell? We probably can't tell. I'm just. I'm saying talking about that. like. I'm talking about like with this 3D printed version. What if you can't tell? What if it tastes better than it did? That I'm not gonna eat it though. I wouldn't but, even try it. But what if other places were doing it? I'm just not gonna eat. What meat. if all the so you're just going to be... Uh, yes, I'm going to be vegetarian. I'm not doing that. What if everything starts Especially becoming... Especially if I know about That's why I haven't even ate that Popeye's chicken. I've just what got if everything starts estrogen. becoming three, uh, 3D, uh, 3D printed? Then I'm going to grow my own food and be self-sufficient. I mean, it's just sounding like we've been going into the futuristic stage to me. No, that's crazy, though. That's, that's I mean, crazy. It's, Come on. It's, it's, I mean, I, I understand from your point of view, but then, like, you wouldn't want to try it. No. I don't want to eat a nugget from a 3D printer. I mean, I wouldn't but you, either. Yeah, but why? Why wouldn't you want to try That's it, though? That's nasty. Like, how do you know it's nasty? Printer, dude. How do you know? Paper. It's from a printer. But how do you know? It says, how do you know what it's going to taste like, though? I don't care about what it tastes like. It's about where it comes from. It's coming but from But you a don't printer. know what kind of printer. I mean, it's a 3D printer, but you don't know. Like, I don't care what brand. I don't care if it's Samsung, Sony, Apple. I don't care. I understand we're I not a robot. But, like, it. y'all not even giving it a chance. It'd why would I, though? 
Why wouldn't you? Let me let me hear your point of view. Why why do you want to eat that chicken nugget that comes yeah. from a 3D printer? Just to see what it tastes like. Just to see just to see it. So what does it taste good? You gonna keep eating? No, I don't even eat KFC like that. So <laughs> that's just wild to me. That's really crazy. Genetically modified foods though that we're gonna put in our body. And who knows what kind of hormones, what kind of whatever is genetically modified We are foods. actually, we are. But I'm saying, oh, we're, because now it's coming from a printer and we're aware of it. We but, know that when we go to KFC, this chicken is not real chicken. It's from but a what printer. if they're the only place that said that, that announced that they're going to start doing it? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what if there's other places that's already doing it, though? That's and fine. you don't even know about it. And you already eating their stuff. Probably. So just because, know, just because KFC good. said that they're going to do it, you're just going to stop doing it. Yeah. Then what if your favorite restaurant, like Texas, Texas Roja says, how, well, our I, biscuits are 3D printed. And so how long y'all, has it been since I ate, has that, since I ate at Texas Roja? I, I promise I can live without fast food. I, I work promise there I and they, they handmade things. I was just playing. I was just saying. Like, <laughs> I made their biscuits where? I mean, Texas well, Roja. Oh, Texas yeah. Roja. Uh-huh. I was just saying. I was I was using it as an example for her because that's, you know, that's where she likes it's to like, go. I haven't been to Texas Roadhouse in a while, y'all. But anyway, anyway, it's just crazy to have genetically modified foods, and it's coming from a printer, and we know about it. I mean, half the stuff that's in the grocery stores now are genetically modified, but we have, but we also have the option to like go like organic foods, spend a little couple couple extra more dollars, or just choose the great value genetically modified grapes. They ain't got no seeds in it, or the wallet and they got no seeds in it. You know what I mean? We have a choice, but. Now we know that KFC is doing this stuff with this computer situation, whatever. It's just not going to happen for me. It's not going to do it. Okay. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I just think being aware of what you put in your body, I don't care if you're vegan, vegetarian, whatever you eat. But I think as you get older and you become an adult, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, it's not really conscious of you to just eat anything that yeah, you pass by. It. Like, oh, I'm hungry, so I'm just going to just eat whatever, you know. I, I mean, if people do that, right? But if you care about your body, if you care about your health, if you care about feeling good and having energy, like, you got to be specific about yeah. when you're eating and what you're eating. That's why a black you know, man so. with sickness, obesity, at young ages at that, like but 10 years on. old and you're, you're an obese child. But come on. You, you, that's wild. You, you're that, telling that me. Crazy you're me. telling me. You wouldn't at least try one 3D printed piece of food. I am telling you that one. I would No. One. No. Not even if, what if it's a piece of fruit? I don't care, dude. I'm not doing it. Not at all. No. What if somebody said they'd pay you a million dollars and try this one? It's not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to eat anything that comes from a printer, dude. Like, I'm not trying to kill myself. So I guess when it's Valentine's Day, you're just going to have to just not tell her and just, you know, pop up with a meal and and not tell her it's 3D printed. You know? I mean, (laughs) you wouldn't do it not for a million dollars. No. For a million dollars? Would would y'all eat it? For a million dollars. Somebody gave you a piece of, somebody tell you a strawberry and it's 3D printed. You're not going to eat it for a million dollars. Right then and there, they give you they they giving you a million dollars to eat a three D printed strawberry. Let me do some research so I can come at you with uh, that. If it's not, if it looks like a strawberry, if it smells like a strawberry, and if it tastes like a strawberry, it's a strawberry, right? No, man. It's just from a th- I mean, I get that it's weird, but I'm but I'm saying all you have to do is try it one time, one time, and you get a million dollars. 
sure. You did, yeah. All right. You tell. No, no, one. no, it's just one strawberry. No, uh, you don't even have to eat the whole. Would y'all, would y'all eat it with? Would y'all eat it without being bribed with money? Um, I would try it. I would. I would. I would try it. I mean, it's just a, it's a new experience. I mean, how many people? I mean, okay, how many people would be able to say like, "Yo, I tried a three D printed strawberry and it actually tasted not that bad," and nobody says three D printed is not paper. It's it's. Uh, what is it? It's uh, it's not paper, but there's there's so much you can do with 3D printed like stuff like. Okay, let me read something for you. GMOs, right, could result genetically modified foods could result from differences in in, in nutritional content, allergic response, or undesired side effects such as toxicity, organ damage, or gene transfers. Okay. Gene transfer. Let me underline that. Gene transfer. Do you understand what that means? No, please explain. To transfer your genes with who knows what, an animal, it, you don't know what it is. Gene transfer. So if you eating this genetically modified nugget, it could have monkey genes, bird genes. Fourth gene. You don't have a cat. So you telling me. And so you eating that. So you telling so me. So you telling me I can one so when you have be able child, to fly because I've got. Be so you telling me my child gonna be able to fly? No, be I'm as healthy you, as you a horse. That child gonna have some animal genes in it. Seriously, <laughs> hey. I ain't gotta be that deep. I'm just saying it's gonna have to. But it's <laughs> one. Also. It is one strawberry. What's wrong? You can't try one. 3D printed strawberry. Like, I don't know really not explain, but it's just nasty. Because, like, okay, I'm a gymnast, so I have to watch what I put in my body. But it's so, just one. But it can, like, mess you up, so. Just one. Just one. Yo, just one. Oh, oh, just a bite. Period. Just a bite. Just a little nibble. How about it's just bro. a nibble? Ain't even. Do you know that certain GMO oh foods God. are banned in certain countries besides America? Are banned in certain countries besides America? America don't care about us. They just want to make their money. But in certain countries, like Russia, all those countries, genetically modified foods are banned. But that's, EPA is banned. That's not. That's you're avoiding the question. No, I'm giving you facts. I understand that, but it's just one strawberry. So she's not eating a strawberry. We gonna move on. Yes. Nothing right. you can say. So, uh, what are you guys thinking about? We were talking about mental health earlier. Uh, me, Taylor, and TK. Now that you guys are here, um, we were talking about Kanye West and his issues going on, you know, with his mental health. His mental health, I'm not sure if you guys seen, but he was trying to, he, well, he's trying to run for president. He, in his last, was first and probably last campaign rally he did was pretty, pretty bad. It was a lot of, uh, you know, he just, he just had a whole mental episode, essentially. So what do you guys think about Kanye running for president? And also, what do you guys think about mental health? Is it something that we don't talk about enough? And it's, are you, is somebody in your family dealing with it? And how have you dealt with it? Personally, like, I've seen, like, I think he's, like, grown a lot, like, over the years, like, with him turning to, like, you know, gospel music, like, actually making that and creating all that. Like, I feel like he was going on a good route. Um, so I think he's genuinely, like, a good person. Like, I've been around, like, people close to me, like, with mental health, so I kind of understand, like, the struggles and, like, how hard it is to see someone like that, and you know that, you know, it's their mental, like, it's not them, you know, but you can't really help them. So, I mean, I can kind of understand. Um, 
I just I don't think we talk about it a lot and then we do like you know people making memes about it joking about it like I mean people obviously talk about it but not if you're just gonna make fun of it you know so I feel like people should just like respect it and actually be serious about it because obviously it's a real thing For me, I have a black girl, but like, for me, I've, um, I haven't really, like, kept up with it like that, so I really don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean, essentially, what do you think about mental health? And also, what do you think about, because uh, I'm sure over the years, you've seen Kanye West, and you've seen him in the headlines for things that he said, or, you know, just kind of weird stuff, whether it be his actions and behavior or just things he's saying. So what do you think about mental health in general? Do you think in the black community, is it it something that we don't talk about enough? And is Kanye West, you think, will help open up that conversation? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that, like, um, mental health is, like, a serious issue, and we all need to, like, come together if you do have mental illness and, like, help that person get through their stage of illness and stuff like that. You know, stick together and stuff like that, and help each other. Okay, okay. All right. Um, anybody else have anything on your mind um, besides the topics that we covered that the people out there would benefit from hearing, or any? What's your thoughts on this week? How has this week been for everybody? How has this week been for y'all? For Wayne and um, Eli and IDM. five hours a day this week well Monday through today and so it's like and I have to wake up at like seven in the morning so what do you practice um gymnastics okay so, yeah um I pretty much just like literally eat sleep breathing so it's hard a little bit and sometimes I don't you know I get up for it but I still love it so that's what I've been doing most well, of the good dedication yeah but yeah, I'm just really smart <laughs> but that's it I mean about you, Lucy. Always cutting. Thank you. Um, like cutting the grass and stuff like that. I've been fishing a lot. You okay. Know, in fishing. the country. Yeah. Okay. Where you been fishing in Oklahoma? Grand Lake. Grand Lake. Oh, yeah. how far is that from here? Uh, I said like a three-hour drive. Okay. Two hours, something like that. Yeah, okay. Like that. So yeah, just been fishing and stuff. I've been catching some big fish. Mm-hmm. So, That's all been, fine. Yeah, okay. been eating good. You know. Okay. What kind of fish? Catfish. Catfish, bass. My favorite fish is probably salmon, even though I'm trying to, I mean, well, salmon is like that the is, most richest it's, taste. It's, it's juicy. Like it, some fish just have that very bland, very fish taste. But salmon has something, I mean, the color's different. It tastes different. You can cook it and it can go with so many different things. I love mashed potatoes and asparagus and salmon. Like that's a good meal, a good go-to meal. And I love, I love salmon. Mm-hmm. Other fish is like to me, I love catfish. catfish. I think I think we can all agree that we like catfish. Can we can we can we, can we, can we normalize the black people all like liking catfish is like watermelon like. Um, but yeah. Um, another thing I was gonna say too is that I, I know that I'm not sure if you guys have heard, but does anybody here know who Tamar Braxton is? Yeah. So she actually um, speaking of mental health, maybe you know today's topic is mental health because there's been a lot of mental health issues going on with a lot of public figures and Tamar Braxton actually had a um, she tried to commit suicide and um, she was discovered unresponsive and now she's 
getting a lot of medical help and a lot of celebrities are coming forward and showing their support for her. Um, and I think that uh, the conversation of mental health, I feel like is so important in 2020, especially because everybody is dealing with something, whether it be you losing a job, whether it be you being stuck at home and really not having a lot to do. And so that may drive people crazy because their routine is off. What do you guys think about that? I mean, man, well, for one, talking about Tamar, like her uh, trying to commit suicide, like it's kind of just surreal to me because I remember watching uh, the Braxton Family Values like a long time ago when I was younger. And I remember watching it, and I'm like, man, Tamar, like, she's annoying, but she's kind of cool, though. <laughs> and, like, the thing that she actually, well, I don't say like that, she is human, but we kind of think that celebrities don't deal with, like, normal stuff that we deal with, and they do. So, it just, it's kind of messed up to hear that she's going through that, you know, and I would definitely 100% be supportive of her if I was that close to her, you know, but it's, it's pretty messed up that, that that's happening, um. I mean, hopefully, well, I pray that their family finds comfort and peace, you know, within their hearts. But um, with mental health, though, I mean, it's a big thing in our community. Um, and a lot of times we don't speak about it. It could be whether it's depression or whether it's, you know, anger, like having like aggressive all the time, like being so angry. Like, we don't speak about it a lot. It's just stuff that happens behind closed doors when we're alone or, you know, with that one person. But it's definitely something we have to be more vocal about and proactive about, like, getting that stuff figured out. Whether we have to go to therapy, it's okay to go to therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It just means that we need help. Everybody needs help. Mm-hmm. Especially black people. All of us need help, honestly. Yeah, and I'll be honest. Like, I, I mean, I, I think we all deal with our mental health because at the end of the day, um, I like to use this example. Um, I don't know if you guys seen the picture of an iceberg and, like, half of the iceberg is out in public and everybody can see it but the bottom half of the iceberg is at the bottom under the water that nobody can see so everybody has a side of themselves or they deal with issues that nobody can see because whenever we're around other people you know we're pretending sometimes we pretend to be happy we pretend to be okay but when you get alone in your room and you those thoughts run through your head or whatever the case may be you know that's when you question your mental health what am I thinking about myself what am I, you know, how am I feeling? Am I feeling depressed? Am I feeling negative? Like, you know, and I, and I just think that it's just a, you know, mental health is such a, especially in the black community, because I don't think we've, we've really, I don't know why mental health is such a taboo thing in the black community. What do you guys think? Taylor, why do you think mental health is such a taboo thing in the black community? I mean, I just, I don't know. I just don't think people really like think that it can happen to everybody. And so, I mean, it's something that everybody goes through at least some point in time in their life. Everybody goes through a situation where they feel a certain way about it. Um, and so, I mean, I, I think it's just overlooked, to be honest, at some some point. So. I think, like, I think in the black community, like, it's, it's like that or it's taboo just because we are kind of taught to be, like, uh, or women are taught to be the strong black woman and then men are taught to be the strong black man. So the opportunity to actually sit and create a space of openness and safety is rare. You know, we don't feel safe enough to share our emotions and that is the problem. That's when I, I really don't have a relationship with this person because I can't, I don't feel safe to say how I feel or without feeling attacked or judged or you know what I mean like you want to be able to just say this is how I feel and don't make me feel like I shouldn't feel this way just hear me out 
you know and we don't do that we don't create the space for that I know what made a difference in my therapy is by going to a black man and I think oftentimes we have this vision of what a therapist is and a lot of people think you have to be crazy which that's a very loose word because everybody has their own crazy we're all crazy in some way you know that's kind of what I believe and I think that uh it's just a lot of I think as black people in our community we have a lot of stigma around therapy and we think that it's only for certain people that are prescribed by meds or and that's really not the case um and so I I know for me um and actually you know shout out to Ramal um because he was the hometown heat by the way um, because he's the one who actually recommended the therapist that I currently have who happens to be a black man. And um, I know that when I went to a therapist of another person of color who happens to be white, not yeah. saying that there's anything wrong with white therapists, because there's not, but it made a huge difference when I could look my therapist in the eye and I know that you know what it's like to be a black man. You come from the black experience. So I'm not going to... So the facade that I put on with a white therapist would not be the same facade I put on with a black therapist because I can be myself a lot more. We can talk about some deep issues that affect you and me and come to some um, understanding. So I just want to put that out there. Anybody that's dealing with your mental health, especially in this 2020 year, a lot has happened, a lot of deaths, a lot of celebrity deaths, a lot of just things going on with COVID and just the media and the news. Like it's so important that you figure out what, what grounds you, whether that be your spirituality, whether that be going to see a therapist, whether that be talking to somebody that you can be completely honest and open with that's not going to judge you. And I recommend it be a t- total stranger because sometimes your family, they're a little biased because they know you. Yeah, your friends, a little biased because they know you. But when you talk to a complete stranger about your problems, you know, and they don't even know you, there's you no get, judgment. There's no judgment. Yeah. You know, there's no bias. Like, oh, I know this is my homeboy and I'm going to tell him this because my homeboy, da, 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 da. You, that may not be what he needs to hear or she. So that's something to, to kind of, you know, put that out there. But we're going to go ahead and move into our next break. Um, and uh, again, if anybody out there, if you're dealing with mental health, make sure you go to a counselor. Make sure you don't be afraid to speak up. Because yeah. I think for the most part, I think people are just afraid to speak up because they're scared of what they're going to be labeled. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and play some more Frank Ocean. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of Frank Ocean and because he's p- p- pretending to be dead right now. Um, right. I'm just going to go ahead and play some more Frank Ocean. So here is Pyramids by Frank Ocean. Oh, 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 they have taken 
big sucks on the strong through the motel pass. They got to a girl, but now let's call it Cleopatra. Cleopatra. I'll watch you fix your hair and put your panties on in the mirror. Cleopatra. Then your lipstick. Cleopatra. Then your six inch heels catcher. She's headed to the pyramid. She's working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. Working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. Working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. Working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. Working at the pyramid. Pimping in my convo. Bubbles in my champagne. Let it be some jazz playing. Top floor motel suite. Twisting my cigars. Floor model TV. With the VCR. Got boobies in my damn chain. Whip ain't got no gas tank. But it still got wood grain. Got your girl working for me. Hit the strip and my bills pay. That keep my bills paid. Hit the strip and my bills pay. Keep a nigga bills paid. She's working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. Working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. Oh, I'm working at the pyramid tonight, yeah. Working at the pyramid, ooh, ooh. Working at the pyramid tonight, yeah. Working at the pyramid. You showed up after work, and bathing your body, touch you in places only I know. Your wedding is warm just like a bath water can be loved before you die. The way you say my name makes me feel like I'm that nigga, but I'm still unemployed. You say it's big, but you take it. Right, girl, but your love ain't free no more, baby. But your love ain't free no more. Working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. Working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. That's right. Working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. Working at the pyramid tonight. Working at the pyramid. Working at the
All right, what's up, y'all? Uh, it's ICM. I'm driving the boat right now, and we about to. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna introduce my fellow cast people. <laughs> All right, so yeah, introduce yourself. So, what's up? It's your boy Prince Q again. What's up? It's me, Lil C. It's your boy Young Tiller. And it's the one and only TK. Okay, so TK, you have some questions for us? Yes, I have some a couple questions that we can kind of discuss. Um, so the first question, drumroll. Is <laughs> how do you handle frustration? Hmm. Hmm. You go, go. Uh, yeah, I'll go. So I kind of handle it in different ways. Like obviously, uh, music is like a big part of me. So uh, sometimes, like when I'm mad or when I'm frustrated, like especially with my mama, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like I just be going to my room and um. And I sing, or if I'm sad, like, it just kind of helps me, like, calm down. Uh, and then also um, just, like, dance and stuff like that. I just, mm-hmm. like, kind of take it out with things I love, I guess. Okay. okay. Yeah. What about GQ? Um, For me, um, the way I deal with first, you said frustration, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I think the biggest thing is like if you don't deal with that frustration, you become a volcano and it just continues to climb and erupt. So I think the first thing I do, if I'm out in public, I just breathe. Like I just say, just, just breathe. And just, and just like, if I'm if I want to say something that I know is going to hurt my feelings, or if I want to have an urge to do something that's out of my character, I just kind of just, for a minute, I just kind of just have a blank stare and I just kind of just (laughs) process, um, you know, what I'm going to say. So I would say just, breathing um and also meditation um for me definitely like when i'm home like i try to wake up early in the morning and just like calm my brain down because when you wake up boom like your your brain is like speedy you know what right. i mean like oh i'm thinking about what's on instagram i'm thinking about being at work at a certain time i'm thinking about being at this house at a certain time and so like i think everybody needs some time to yourself whether it be 30 minutes or just some time to yourself where you're in a room and you're just, you can just be to yourself like, okay, what what's running through my head right now? Mm. Yeah. What's the question again? How do you deal with frustration? Um, What I do to deal with frustration, I listen to music. Um, Sometimes I go play basketball. It helps me, you know, calm down and stuff like that. And sometimes I might just talk to somebody that I, I like, uh, trust or something like that. And that really does, you know, help me with my frustration and stuff like that. So, that's it for me. Um, for me, I would have to say I would. Um, there are times where I would isolate myself, um, just give myself space and time, be by myself, um, try and reflect on the situation, and then after I reflect, you know, try to, you know, not think about it as much as I did at that time, and then just try to find other ways to clear my mind so whether that's drawing listening to music making music uh customizing shoes or something so yeah that's how i deal with it um okay um well when it's deep frustration um i have to like isolate myself i have to really have to be quiet trying to talk like when it's really 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 frustrated i try to just like i well i don't talk to people 
Um, that's my form of like just getting it, letting it go. It's my form of meditating. I have to be silent. I have to be like in my comfort zone. So I might go for a bike ride. I might go walk. I might sit in the park somewhere. I need to like connect with the earth a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's really how I deal with my frustrations and I will spend all day doing that. And then at night I might meditate and go to sleep and I'm good the next day. <laughs> so I just recharging my energy, you know, get it together <laughs> instead of, um, portraying, you know, my frustration, like in a negative way and being like acting crazy and loud and yelling at people and all of that. I try to do it in a more effective and positive way. Oh, yeah. I like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things can be, it can be hard though, you know? Yeah. Especially if it's, I mean, that's the difference between anger and frustration. So it just can be hard. And sometimes you can confuse the both. Sometimes it can be everything. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I just, I'm learning though. I'm learning more and more ways to deal with it. But, yeah. yeah. Mm, it's definitely like a hard thing to deal with because like you don't want to like do too much, but then. I don't know. You just kind of like, kind of like you were saying, you just have to like find a balance and find different methods to yeah, portray it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I used yeah. to, I used to be really like conservative when it came to my, when it came to my emotions, I was just like, mm, I'm going to just choose myself. You know, yeah. to go. And I also felt that I was never really like um, heard, I guess, like when I spoke about my emotions or mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a right to feel that way. Right. So I, I kind of just dealt with it on my own. But um, as I got older, I just realized this, that's not effective. It's not going to work for me. So, you know, I might talk to my mom or I might talk to the universe and, you know, pray for healing and I'm good the next day. But, yeah. I, you know, I've learned different ways to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was that question. Um, let's move to the next one. Cool. So the next question is, are you afraid of commitment? <laughs> um. Well, I guess now I am. Like, before, I wasn't. But, I don't know. And I know I'm still young and everything. But, I mean, like, I've still been hurt, you know, by people. So, it kind of, like, distorted all that a little bit. It kind of made me, like, um, not want to commit. And I know that's the thing I have to work on personally. You know, Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But, I don't know. I just... I believe in it, but just I'm not really for it right now. I just kind of want to live my life, you know, yeah. while I'm young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about y'all? Uh, I feel like uh, what Eden said, or what ICM said, um, just live your live your life. But I feel like if it's for you, it's for you. Mm-hmm. You know, don't yeah. don't rush it, anything like that. So, yeah, exactly mm-hmm. like that. I agree with that. Yeah. Definitely. So. Yeah, you can go. Um, I, I'm afraid of commitment only because at the moment, um, I have a lot of things that I want to work on personally with myself. I, I definitely desire to be with someone, but then there's this other half of me that I want to kind of, I'm not ready to commit mm-hmm. to somebody. I want to date. I'm just not ready to make a commitment. It's not because I, I don't want that. It's just, I'm not ready to make that commitment yeah. because I feel like the first commitment I need to make to is myself. And I personally don't think I've done a good job of that. Mm. Being honest, that's okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I would have to say, yes, I am. Um, 
And my reason being is because I I've done it before and it didn't turn out the way I thought it would. And so I just I just put a put like a wall up between me and myself and commitment and you know, just afraid to afraid to do it again and then the same thing happens. Uh yeah, I just don't want the same, you know, same thing to repeat. I know everybody not different, not everybody gonna treat you the same way, but still it's just it's just something that's in the back of my mind. Um, you know, sometimes I feel certain ways about people and how they treat me and so or not treat me, but like situations that go on and how the it all go happens and all that type of stuff and so yeah. So um uh, okay. Uh, at heart, I am just a, a free. I love my freedom. Right. To be honest, uh, <laughs> at heart, that's just who I am. I love being around new people. I love experiencing new people. Like meaning, like getting to know new people. Um. So I, I don't want to say I'm afraid of commitment. I'll just say that. It's not what I need from someone right now, and it's not what I want to give to someone right now. Uh, I thought I did, but I don't know if if, if I'm quite there yet. Because um, it is a big thing. Um, it's not just saying I'm going to be faithful to someone. It's, it's way more deeper than that in my mind. Being faithful to someone is, is, is cool, great, but being committed to someone is something totally different in my opinion. Um, but... I was going to say that kind of to like respond to what you were saying to her is just that we can't punish like our next relationship because of our past relationship. And I know I've, I've done that before and I know people who have done that before also. And we kind of live in fear in our relationships, which isn't how it's supposed to be. So whenever you do live in fear in your relationships, they can become very like harmful emotionally they can become emotionally unstable they can become annoying like you don't want to be around this person and it's just because like you're having all these problems but they're not really about anything they're really just rooted from past situations you're trying to deal with it a different way than what you dealt with it before not realizing that I do not know how to do this right so just to be honest with yourself with your significant other that I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to communicate certain things. I can be toxic at times. So being, you know, honest. So, uh, yeah, that I forgot my point, but, (laughs) um, yeah, we just, I think we just got to look at relationships different. And it's not even that you have to be like solely just about this one person. You do not like you have a right to Live, meet who you want to meet, date who you want to date, right. communicate, of course, but you don't solely have to give your life just to this one person. Uh-huh. There's so many people in the yeah. world. And to say, or for me to tell anybody that you have to be for me only is like the most selfish thing to say to anybody. Yeah. And then we're all still young too, so. Yeah, I don't even have a right to tell anybody yeah. that. Yeah. See, for me, I would say, because I'm 28. and so yeah yeah I'm definitely still young I just feel like there's this expectation of when you turn 30 yeah that you have to have all these different things together that I don't um and so especially love and all that type of stuff and um a lot of my friends are in relationships a lot of some of my friends that are straight are married and have kids 
So, you know, for me, I'm trying to be an artist. I'm sitting here promoting my mixtape. And um, so it's like that for me, that's where my mental health comes in, because it's like I'm following my dreams, probably the most loneliest path I have ever experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. And because um, everybody's not trying to follow a dream. Right. Some people are just not that it's bad, but for the most part, most people in Tulsa aren't trying to be music artists or trying to do a lot of things that you would see like in LA or New York and all these other places. And so sometimes for me being here, it can just feel lonely because I'm pursuing my dreams, but everyone's kind of settling into their own comfort zone, whether that be in a relationship or a family. And, you know, I'm 28 and I'm pursuing my dreams and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I think those things are the reason why it's hard for me to commit because I don't want commitment to like, mean like like I want to be ready to commit and also be in a relationship with myself meaning like my dreams and all the things and I want to have a consistent relationship with me so that I can make someone else happy too you know what I mean because I definitely want to be in a relationship again but it's more so like I'm intelligent enough now to know like that I may not be ready you know what I mean and that I'm just going to give it time and just let the relationships that I, you know, relationships I currently have in front of me evolve Mm. and see what happens. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, obviously everyone has a different view on it and everything, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick off of another, um, of one of TK's questions. So I don't know if we've asked this before, but do you believe that your life has a meaning? Mm. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. What y'all think? For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, why though? Why? Um, <laughs> I believe that I was put on this earth for a purpose, and that purpose is, you know, whatever it means, you know, to get a job, get the job done, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, well, I'm sorry. Go anybody else? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, uh, I think we all have a purpose. It's just um, some, well, how do I say this? We all do have a purpose, and we all are in this physical world to fulfill something. We all have a destiny that has to be fulfilled. And even if we're unaware of it, most of us are unaware of what that is. But everything that happened in your life is like stepping stones to get you to Mm -hmm. this certain level. Um, And if you make mistakes, you just get knocked down a couple steps, pick stuff back up. But... You know, I think we all have a purpose, um, and the end goal is the same. It's just to reach a higher level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely feel like I have a purpose in my life. Um, yeah, I definitely think it's something that you have to discover for yourself, yes. and not something that you have you rely on another person to tell you. Um, because the part of what's going to make you fulfilled in life is by creating your purpose. And I think oftentimes we wait for our purpose to show up or we expect someone else to deliver us a, uh, almost like a premonition, like you're supposed to be a firefighter, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think at the end of the day, when it comes to your happiness and your mental health and all those different things that we, we put on the pedestal in life, you got to be aligned with your own purpose. You got to be aligned with your own passions and the things that make you you know like I know that you like you know practicing gymnastics yeah so that's that may not be your singular purpose 
but it's a part of your purpose, of your greater purpose, of the things that you enjoy to do in life and stuff like that. So I think our purpose can look like multiple things. Yes. Um, but I think ultimately I, we're all here to to serve other people, whether it be your music, yeah. whether it be your modeling, whether it be your gymnastics. You're not doing it. We may think we're doing it just for us because most of us like to be, you know, the star and the center of attention. But as you get older and you really live your purpose, you'll start to realize, okay, I'm not just doing gymnastics just for me. I'm doing it to motivate another girl who yeah, wants to do this. Right. I'm doing it to be an image and a, and a symbol for black women. That could be your purpose. You know, there's a lot of different things that it becomes and not just about yourself. Yeah. And so that's one thing I've learned. Yeah, I like it. I, I mean, um... I definitely believe my life has a purpose. Um, I'm very, like, rooted, like, you know, in my faith and God. And I definitely believe that he puts me through these trials, like, ever since I was, like, young. Um, Because, like, when I was younger, um, I lost my father. So I feel like, I don't know, that kind of just already set me for something. Um, I've been through, like, a lot. So I just feel like it's definitely all for a reason. And one day, like, I do hope to, like, share it with, you know, in my music. And, like, once I get myself out there, just let people know that they're not alone in, like, a lot of things. Like, I feel like I can understand a lot of what people go through. Like, I don't really know my exact purpose yet or purposes, but I know that I'm, you know, supposed to help people, I guess. Like, supposed to, like, you know, like he was saying, serve people. So, yeah. I mean, what about you, Taylor? Um, I say that our purpose everybody does have a purpose and our purpose is to follow your dreams um in my opinion and so um there's some things where you just know that you're supposed to do it um then there's some things where you get called upon to do it you know like you didn't think that that's something that you were supposed to do in life but then it just it just so happens to work out for you and you get to where you want to be in life just from doing this well one one event or thing that you did like say if you're not really a musician a music artist you know and you just like you're just out here living your life like you want to be you want to be a doctor or something right and then one of your friends is like you know come on man just just make one song with us man just one song you make that one song and you blow up off that one song and now you're thinking like do I really want to be a doctor or do I want to continue on with this music career where I just stumbled upon it and I've already became successful just for doing one song. And so some things you're just called upon to do, uh, you know, and you don't even know it. And so it just, you know, uh, we all got purposes. And so you just have to figure it out for yourself. You have to figure out what it really is and what, what it is that, uh, I don't want to say God. Say what you feel. I mean, you just want to know. You just have to find out what the what the higher being is calling you to do, and so. And I like to add to what Taylor said too. You know, I think oftentimes when it comes to our purpose, we think that um, it's going to be easy. We think that our purpose means that whatever we find instant success. And sometimes your instant success may not be exactly what you want. And sometimes the thing that you're called to do is not going to be easy. Um, mm-hmm. And so 
you know, a lot of following your purpose and your calling is, is really just committing yourself to it. You know what I mean? Because for instance, because I want to do music, um, it's been a very, there's a lot to learn. You know, I think people want, when people want to be music artists, it's like, Oh, I can sing. I can make music. I can do it. I can put a song on a radio. I mean, I can put a song on iTunes or YouTube. Yeah. But then there's a whole business side to it. There's a whole grind to it. There's a whole work ethic to it. You know what I mean? Like, cause I've been, I, I grew up in church singing in church. And so I knew from a very young age that God gave me that gift, you know, of music and singing and stuff like that. And like Taylor was saying, sometimes people will put you, they'll put you on a, they'll put you out there. Sometimes you'll find your purpose and sometimes people will help you reveal your purpose to you. And so I didn't start, I didn't start making music until I was 25. I'm 28 right now. I've been singing since I was a little kid in church. And so I'm saying that to say that, you know, I put together a whole mixtape, you know, um, Days in the Midwest by myself and with the producer, with my vision, with my ideas and my motivation. And so sometimes that's what your, that's what your purpose is. It's like to trust yourself that this path may be lonely and there may be people that may say what they're going to say. There, I may even have to sacrifice. Sometimes your purpose, like it's going to call you to be greater. Because yeah. are you trying to be an average in this? Are you trying to be an average rapper? Are you trying to be a... Right. Because there's a lot of people that can do the same things that we can do on this planet. We're not the only ones with those same gifts. But it's like either you allow your purpose to take you higher or you just kind of, you know, you, 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 sit, you back. sit back and kind of let your purpose make you or you make your purpose. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of want to like touch on what he was talking about. Cause like, um, I think a lot of the time, like in order to like get to where you want, you got to be like alone a lot of the time. And that's not a bad thing. Like, to be honest, like it may feel like a bad thing or seem like, you know, like, why am I alone in this? Or, like, am I making the right decisions? Or, like, you can't really... It's kind of hard to handle your feelings. But, like, in the end, it'll all be worth it. Like, you know? Like, that's kind of what I'm learning, too. Like, it's okay to, like, you know, delete people out of your life, to be honest. Like, they may not even, like, be certain, like, necessarily, like, bad people. Or bad... They're just, like, not good. They're just, like, not, like... Supposed not to gonna be help you Yeah. Your yeah, yeah. Like, so, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. It's not yeah. That. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel you. That's right there. Yeah, so, um, so, yeah, I think that's the one thing I just want to tell people out there is like, your purpose, you know, when you find your purpose, it's not always going to be easy. And, it, and you're going to be discouraged from your purpose. You know what I mean? And um, you just got to keep persevering and um, believing in yourself because I, for the longest I thought that other people were responsible for my success and my happiness, but I realized that they're not. And my yeah. purpose has to be self-actualized. Yeah. I've realized, like, um, this may be a little bit off. Well, no, I guess it's still kind of on topic, but I've realized that... And I've been doing this for a while, but there's certain energies that I need, there's certain energies that I don't need, there's certain energies I need in this moment, you know what I mean? So, I think that's why I, um, don't mind that I ain't there, but I think <laughs> there's just certain energies that I need, like, or 
people in general need then there's certain energies that we do like you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. it's kind of good to have moments when you're alone it's good to have options of who right. you want to allow in your space just because some people bring different things to you that can help you you know what I mean yeah. but um I do think that being alone like that's that's the time when you can truly be like at your best you can truly be yourself you don't have to live up to anybody's expectations or you know I have to be a certain way around this person you can just be who you want to be and you can create what you want to create without judgment without anybody else's eyes but yours you know so being alone is, is definitely a beautiful thing and, and it's definitely something that we all have to kind of do and it's, it's a, it can be hard but it's a journey you know something we got to grow into learning to enjoy and real quick i just want to connect it back to the other uh, first question you said because the first question tk asked was how do you deal with stress mm-hmm. right so you can connect how you deal with stress with pursuing your purpose right. yeah. because sometimes that stress you have is exactly what you need to motivate you to do whatever yeah. you want to accomplish, exactly. whether it be release that song, focus on who's the person you're trying to become, focus on that website you're trying to build, focus on that brand you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that, that uh, pressure and that uh, stress is what you have to like it's almost it's called alchemy or transmutation when you're turning something from another form into another form you know what i mean so you change that anger into building your business you change that anger into working on yourself and taking care of yourself mind body and spirit yeah. you change you take channel that anger that. <laughs> you channel it and i think it's hard to to remember that when you're in the moment but the more situations you deal with on repeat because i feel like the universe is just going to continue to throw stuff at you until you learn your lesson and when you learn your lesson, you'll be like, okay, now I know because I like music or because I like doing gymnastics. When I get feel like this, I need to find some time to go be with my purpose. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So we're about to go on another break and we'll be right back in a few. I got a song for y'all. It's called Rehab by Brent Fiaz, one of my favorites. And we'll be back. I got too many holes, but they hate you. You like to put that shit in your nose, but I still love you. Be doing shit that. Will you do? Will you 
Okay, what's up, y'all? We back, and uh, it's ICM. What up, it's Q. What's up, it's me, Lil C. It's your boy, Ian Tillman. And it's TK. Okay, so I actually got a small little topic for y'all, but it's very interesting. Um, It says that a Starbucks employee spit in drinks served to officers. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's tough. I think I read that story and they said that it was uh they said that the officers made it up. Really? Yeah. I think that if that's the same story wow. I remember one story where that. they that was that same incident and the officers actually were found to be lying. Wow, that's embarrassing. Like why would they do that? Yeah, that's weird, but I don't know. Was it like do you remember like if his name was Kevin or something? I'm not sure I remember the name, but I just remember um, a couple of shows ago I brought up something like that. But they, but the officers were like, apparently they made it up is what I remember reading. But it could be a, a completely different story, and maybe yeah. you know, I don't know. That's weird either way. I don't know, but <laughs> interesting. I think you know, as far as my thoughts on that, um, I don't care how much I hate someone, or I try not to hate anyone actually, because that's. Mm-hmm. That's the energy that's wasted. And that's a lot of energy. You know, when you hate somebody, that's a real intense energy you feel in your chest. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I don't think I would ever hate someone to the point where I would harm them. And so that's the one thing I can't relate to about people. It's like, I cannot like you, but I don't have the heart to spit in somebody's drink because Mm -hmm. you're wearing a blue uniform or, you know, because every cop isn't bad. (laughs) Every cop isn't white. 
So, you know, I just think that people don't maybe take that into consideration when they're quick to do stuff like that. Um, but I don't think, I, I think an eye for an eye isn't good. I mean, just because someone's racist doesn't mean, because it's like, nope, nothing's going to get accomplished. Yeah. If two people are racist, if two people are hate, hate if two people are violent, what's really going to get accomplished? Exactly. You know, that's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like you shouldn't, like, if just because they're, like, a couple of bad officers or, you know, they did something bad to somebody, they were racist or, you know, just unfair doesn't mean you have to take it out on other officers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I personally don't think it's right, like, but like we said before, channel that hate. Right, right. <laughs> so, I don't know. I would not do that at all. And that's a practice skill. Yeah. You know, like channeling your hate. Um, That's definitely a practice. What do you think, Wayne? Uh, I think um, that's crazy. <laughs> um, I don't understand why would they do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm over here really thinking about it like, but why would you do that for? And probably people would like think like try to like you might like go there. Mm-hmm. They might spend their drinks too. <laughs> they make them mad. Yeah. So. Yeah, they need to. I don't know. I'm sure that that would have been seen on the camera somewhere. If yeah. It yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Really crazy. Mm-hmm. So. Be yeah, a hating somebody ain't a. Ain't a good energy. No. I've, right. I, 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 I it's felt, a waste of energy. A it's of a waste energy. of energy. It's easy for us to hate somebody, but. When it's affecting your ability to accomplish your goals mm-hmm. and holding you back and mm-hmm. getting you fired or getting you unemployed or getting you locked up, mm-hmm. like that's when hate your hate is is actually your own poison. Yeah, you know how people say you can hate your your enemy so much that it becomes your own poison. Right. Because you know it really does. Mm-hmm. So. Well, so there was something I seen today. It was a video of. I believe it was a podcast, but Drea, do you guys know who Drea is? Mm-hmm. So she was on the podcast and she said, they were talking about the Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez situation. Oh, right? good topic. Good topic. Yeah. So Drea said, I want a man to like, okay, I, I'm not going to say that she said this word for word, but it was basically just what she said. I want a man to like me so much that he shoot me in the foot. And everybody was like, what? What? Um, so, you know, the means people were like, oh, I want my, if only my man looked at me like that, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is it really that real though? No. Nah, like, where you gotta shoot me in the foot? Cause. See, I seen, I seen that. I didn't, and um, I seen that uh, clip, mm-hmm. and I seen um, you know, kind of the response on social media, and also Drea, she kind of like explained herself. Yeah. I just think that we live in a very sensitive culture right now, like. I think what Drea said wasn't right, but I can see the other side of it that she's yeah, on a, yeah, she's on a podcast and yeah. she's just trying to create some humor yeah. and, and some tension because Drea, I'm pretty sure, got the viewership of their podcast up because of mm-hmm. what she said. Yeah. <laughs> so we also have to think of it like this. Sometimes in entertainment, it's all about sensationalism. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people are saying the right words and the right things to get you to tune in to their, their podcast yeah. because they're trying to get those numbers up. They're trying to create a buzz and they created a buzz. Because now Drea and and um making the stallion are you know butt heads, but I don't I mean, understand. It's whatever. Like it, I wouldn't understand the beef, but mm-hmm. I guess. I, I what I don't understand is why Megan the stallion didn't have that same energy for Fifty Cent and a lot of other celebrities who have very blatantly disrespected her in the situation on social media. You know, Fifty Cent is notorious for you know 
I guess, just joking, taking nothing seriously right. and joking about everything. I don't know if you guys have noticed that on social media, but um, I don't think domestic violence is something that you should joke about, especially when it comes to a point of somebody getting violent, like shooting your foot. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and uh, the only thing I'll say is I wish that uh, Megan Thee Stallion handled it better. The only reason I say that is because you've gotten to a point in your career where you've worked with big name artists like Beyonce and all these other artists. And I feel like once you get to a certain point, I wouldn't say not be yourself, but you want to hold yourself to a certain standard. You want to, you know, and, and she kind of was like just saying a lot of stuff on Twitter. And I understand her being angry because I definitely can't, I can't speak too much on that because I've never been shot in the foot right. by somebody that I'm dating at yeah. that. So it sounded like Tory Lanez and uh, Megan Thee Stallion were dating. Did you hear about that? Actually, no. And somebody compared it to Chris Brown or Rihanna. And, uh, you know, I think if any time a relationship gets to that point where there's blood being spilled. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I don't know if it's blood. Anymore. You know, tears, <laughs> tears are one thing, yeah. you know, because tears are going to shed. You know what I mean? But when those tears turn red, you know, that's a whole other problem. Yeah. That, that's that's toxic. Woo. You yeah. know? <laughs> toxic. Yeah. So I don't know about that. That's- I don't well, know. I don't know if I want a man like me that much to show me the foot now. Would nah. you Would you be upset if Would you Are you on Do you guys for the females in here Do y'all understand why Megan Thee Stallion reacted or why Yes. Or do you feel like you talk with Drea? What's your I feel like I mean I definitely understand why she's upset. Like if that happened to me, um, what happened to Megan? Like I don't know. I would have really want, especially if they're my friend, and like you know joke about it or like yeah, like dude, like yeah. you're you're literally harming me, right? <laughs> like don't be so emotional. Yeah, so I see where she's coming from for sure. So yeah. <laughs> but um, so did she really get shot in the foot or did she step on glass? What? <laughs> no, nah, she really got shot. Nah, because in the in that whole situation, it was either she got shot in the foot or the gunshot went through the glass and she stepped on glass and that's why her foot was bleeding. Well, she confirmed. So there's multiple. There's multiple situations of what happened that night there's people saying that Tory Lanez didn't shoot her or there's there's situations where it's like Tory Lanez did shoot her but, but there's still, still no we don't know we okay. nobody knows what happened so like y'all just basing it off of here he says she said well, we you know like, off the there. media well I, so, I mean I read uh, a statement Megan Natalia put out and she said that she had to go to the hospital to remove the bullets out of her foot. She said that. So I don't know. I mean, I know that she made that statement. So, But could it have been that she, that Tory Lane shot her? Or could it have been somebody pulled up on them and they shot at them? Well, based you on know? the photos and the videos, it didn't show that. But, I mean, there's a possibility. Exactly. There's, so. no, there's no right or wrong. There's no Tory Lane's did it. Somebody else could have did it. Tory Lane's just got caught with a gun. And they just sent them to jail. And so... Tory Lanez ain't had no say in what happened. So you can't it's a different I mean, perspective. I just know you can't tell just one side of the story. You got to know both sides before you can justify what happened. I just know like the things that I read. I saw because uh, I was thinking the same thing you're thinking, Tiller. So I think that's a great perspective. I know from the things that I read by doing research on the topics for today um, that most of the video and most of the people in the car, including Megan Thee Stallion's best friend was alluding that he did it so you know i don't 
I know that's that all we have. that's I mean, all we have. And, and Megan Asayan, she said from her own mouth, and it was on the Breakfast Club and a lot of other radio stations. She said that she was shot in the foot and she had to be transported to the hospital to remove the bullets. And she also said that the police the police report was false because the first police report that came out did not say that she was shot in the foot. It said something else. Like it was not anybody's account of what happened. It was just a strict police report of what, what happened. But Megan Asayan said on. Um, she put out a statement and she pretty much said that I wanted to say that that wasn't true. I did get shot in the foot and I had to get the bullet removed from my foot. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, how a bullet bounces off. I mean, if a bullet's bouncing off the glass yeah. and then how does it bounce off the glass and land yeah, on your foot more than way. once? And then how does it bounce off the floor of the car? And then why is the bullet even aimed at your foot? Like, well, you know, when you're a celebrity, you buy cars that are bulletproof, you know, just in case stuff like that I happens. That I didn't know that was a thing either. You know, <laughs> I didn't know bulletproof vehicles were the... I wasn't aware of that either. Car? I wasn't aware of that, unless you yeah. got, got a hit out for you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that, but... <laughs> Y'all didn't know that the president <laughs> riding bullet, bullet, bulletproof vehicles? No. I mean, but that's the president, though. Yeah, but yeah. Still, I mean, you still, know. it's a service that's available towards anybody who got the money for it, though. Well, good for them, but at this point, I mean, I'm just saying, regardless like, of what we think it was Tory Lanez did it, whoever did it, it's still gonna be word of mouth. It's still from the news. We weren't there, so we can't be 100% accurate. But we can talk about what we know based off of interviews, articles, so on and so forth. And I'm not sure if I was a celebrity, if I would go out and get a Lambo and make it bulletproof if I thought that was an attack on my head. And I wasn't. This isn't. I'm not attacking what you're saying, Taylor. So that's not. That's not where I'm going. I'm just saying in my head. I'm thinking, okay. The only I'm thinking in my head, and I would think the only reason somebody would get a bulletproof car is if they know that somebody's gonna attack or they they have a fear out for their but, life. I mean, though, so, I mean, but you're you wouldn't. I mean, but you got to think about it though. You would be a multi multi millionaire, or you know, you're you're a multi millionaire traveling in cities. You know, I'm not saying it has to be a Lambo, but like at some point in time through your through your lifetime or through your journey somebody is going to want to come after you and like it, it can be for something that you didn't even do they can just not like you because it can be somebody from your hometown they can just not like you because they see that you got rich like pop smoke it was his own friends who turned against him and you know they robbed him and all that type stuff uh xxx he was just minding his own business but i was shopping for a i think it was a dirt bike or a motorcycle Somebody who didn't like him just pulled up on him and just pop, pop, pop right in his own car. My only response so, to that is like that, you know, and I hear what you're saying. I, I would say my only response to that is or my rebuttal would be that, you know, sometimes there are certain things that you can and can't avoid. But I do know if you have skeletons in your closet and you have negativity that may be attached to you from the past, whether you were in a gang or whether you sold drugs or anything like that and you become famous. You know, you're inviting those people to come after you because you've already have a lot of stuff in your past that you haven't even dealt with. But I think that um, at the end of the day, I mean, there are a lot of celebrities, male and female, that are black that somebody may not necessarily like. And so there's something you really can't avoid. You know, unfortunately, it's sad to say that. But, you know, I definitely agree with what Tiller's saying. You know, as you get when you get to a certain status Mm -hmm. in society, you know, especially celebrity status, because some people are at other worldly statuses. Like you can't even walk out in public without somebody just begging for your autograph. Right. Let me uh, so, let me give you one more scenario. It's like Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. 
He was just out minding his own business. Somebody that he used to be in the gang with, and he told him, "Look, bro, you can't come around here no more, bro. You snitched on the, you snitched on the whole team and whatnot." Dude got mad, came back, shot him up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, wasn't there a whole conspiracy with that though? Yeah, they said that he was sent by the government and whatnot, but that's not true. Yeah, it wasn't true. It was, I think I think it was his own doing, and so, but. I'm just saying. And not to be a statistic, but it seems like those cases seem to be rappers. Yeah. I mean, but then there's, I mean, it is and rappers, Nipsey but Hussle then. Was on a whole different level. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Nipsey Hussle was on a whole yeah. nother level so of rapper. So, I mean, hood, but I'm just saying. Very intelligent like, from the hood. And so yeah. there's a lot of enemies that you create in the hood when it comes it was to. Both. But then at know, the same time, like it just because just because they rappers, it don't mean it can't happen to anybody. And that's not what I'm saying. And I agree with that too. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying so. that it seems like when it comes to and I can't speak because I'm not a I don't call myself a rapper, but when it comes to XXX and Nipsey Hustle and a lot of people that have been tragically killed by gun violence, it's I'm just saying that they seem to fit that same mm-hmm. like XXX not saying anything against him, he's an incredible artist. He had a lot of negative stuff in his past. Whether it be women, whether it be domestic violence and stuff like that. And he tried to right his wrongs as he got older. And so I just feel like some of the things I've seen, you know, either with even with um, Pop Smoke, we don't know. I mean, that's really unfortunate that he put his address out there and people decided to come after him. But again, I think a lot of it is because of this aggression that's in rap music. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a black man and I. I can admit that. I think a lot of the aggression that people put in rap music, you just have to are you about that life in real life? But if they you know? some some rappers, some some rappers when they make their music, they said that they speak in like they're they're telling their story like how they live through their life, you know. That's what their music is for. Like their music is to show everybody how they live their life. You know what I'm saying? Um I mean I get what you're saying, but at the same time, sometimes when you make music, you just make music to make it sound good. I'm not saying that all rappers do that. There are some rappers or music artists who just like, oh yeah, like like remember that I forgot what song it was, but Lil Lil uh, I think it was like Lil TJ or something like that. He made a song, and uh, he said he said something like he got two blocks on him. And they did an interview with him, and they asked him about. It. He said, "Bro, I don't even carry guns at all." Then he's like, "He, uh, I think it's ransom." And he said, "It says like something like I got white, I got black. What you want?" Yeah. They asked him about that. He said, "Bro, I don't, I, I don't got none of that. I got a whole girlfriend. What you talking about?" And so like, you know, so I'm saying like, some people just make music because what they say in it sounds good, and so you can't. You can't judge their music on how they live their life sometimes because, you know, not everybody lives their life to their music. They just doing it to make it sound good and whatnot. Uh, some people, some people, when they do, they get talked about it because it. they say like, you know, oh, you a phony, you this and this and that. And some people be like, OK, you know, he came out and told the truth that he don't live his life like that. But his music still go hard. And so, I mean, you just gotta keep your head on the swivel because you can just be a regular, regular civilian out here and somebody just see you down the street and just be, I don't like him. Let's end him right now, you know? And you ain't even do nothing to him. They just don't like you because of, you know, how you dress, how you, what you got on, what you doing, where you at. 
You know, and so you can't just justify that. It's just their music that accuses them of getting shot and, you know, getting wrongfully killed for something that, you know, they didn't even do. Like with Pop Smoke, I don't think he, I don't think he put his address out there on purpose. I think it was like an accident or something. You know, multiple people put their address and stuff out there on accident. You know, they're like, oh, dang, I ain't mean to post that. Ah, let me go ahead and delete that real quick. You know? Yeah. That's like when you give out your, like, phone numbers and whatnot, like, ooh, I didn't mean to post my phone number on social media like that. Let me uh, take that off real quick. And then you got like 15 people texting you that you don't even know. Well, at the end of the day, none of us really know. None of us know anything about this celebrity stuff. We just know what we read and what we hear. So it's not really much to talk about based only what we know or what we hear. Yeah. But uh, moving on to a lighter topic, like, what do y'all be doing? Like, um, you know, y'all free time to lift y'all spirits. Like, what are y'all favorite shows? Stuff like that. I like to ride my bike. <laughs> um, I like to go for walks. The other day, I had a little, a little sit in the park with my friend, and we just ate like crackers and cheese and grapes. Nice. And stuff. It was fun. <laughs> um, I like just chilling outside. Honestly. When it's not like super overwhelmingly hot. Um, hmm. I like to shop. Shopping kind of helps me. Like, it is my therapy. Yeah. Um, um, I like to listen to really good music and clean. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what kind of like gets my day going, you know, calms me. Well, for me, I, I mean, I like shopping, too. Like, when I get paid, um, I be spending on dumb stuff. Like, I like uh, paying for myself. Like, just get my lashes done or, like, my nails or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and then also, like, I watch Hulu a lot, like Netflix. Like, right now, I'm watching Star, actually. I know I'm kind of late, but that's a good show, I swear. That, it ends, it ends very very bad <laughs> but, I'm mad that, it's, that it ain't came back yeah. I watch it too so I ain't even gonna hold you yeah, it's it cool good, it yeah what about you Q um for me um I just have a lot of goals I'm trying to accomplish and so I try to like that's the first thing I do to kind of like you know create my space and my peace but I think as far as like leisure and stuff like that like I really like um I'm, I'm really liking reading books right now. I know that's kind of boring for some people right now in this, in, like in this environment we live in. Um, but I do like reading books. I need to read them more, actually. Um, and then also I like learning about spirituality, astrology, and um, ways to better myself. And then I'll start going to, like, as I start trickling down and checking it off, I'll go to, like, Netflix and I'll watch my favorite show. Or um, I like going to the park. I really like um, The Gathering Place. Um, it's really peaceful and I want to actually get some um, roller skates and just like do like some rollerblading down at the gathering place some like exercise or something you know Um, and I also want to learn how to play tennis so that's something I want to pick up is some new hobbies Um, and also like making music I you know when I'm frustrated or something or when I'm just enjoying myself like I'll put on a beat, I'll start singing to it, and I'll be like, okay, I want to get in the studio, I want to get that done, so. Yeah, I have a, I'm sorry. A broad, no, it's fine. I was just going to say I have a broad range, and I, I enjoy listening to Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's good, so. though. Yes. <laughs> There's this bookstore on Cherry Street, uh, right across from Peace of Mind. Um, it's kind of connected, but 
but you should definitely check I've them been there. out. They have really good spiritual books. I've been there. Yeah. And they have like this little herb room. I love it. Oh yeah, I've been in there. Yeah, they know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what I like to do in my free time is um, you know, just walk around the um block, I mean the street, you know. Trying to block. Okay, walk around the block. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> of course I love playing. <laughs> Of course, I like playing basketball. I like hanging out with the um, with my friends and stuff like that, family and stuff like that. Uh, I just like doing whatever comes to my mind. With me, ain't no telling with my. my it kind of sounds like you were from New York. I mean, I just like hanging out on the block. Like, right, I like walking the block. <laughs> yeah. Like you from Brooklyn or something. Yeah, I just like to chill. Post yeah. up on the block. <laughs> But like since this Corona, I haven't really like really, like really done like the like, like I like going to concerts and stuff. All Same. the concerts is closed down because Corona. Same. The drillers just started back playing, but I won't probably catch a driller game or something like that. So we're gonna see what happens. But I was really looking forward to go to some concerts, but stuff happens. Yeah. What was the question again? Um, what you do in your free time to lift your spirits, favorite shows, etc. Um, so what I do in my free time is I like to isolate myself. Uh, I can listen to music, play the game, create new content for YouTube. Uh, a new thing I picked up was making music. Um, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback off of one song. And so I'm trying to continue with that and, uh, make more, uh, I mean, sleep, just be out roaming the world, enjoying enjoying the weather sometimes, uh, especially if it's raining. I like to sit sit by the window, watch the rain, and listen to the thunder, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, listen, listen to some music, you know, just chill out, uh, you know, turn the lights off and just sit there. And so, yeah, I just, that's really just about it for me. Shows. Uh, I normally don't really watch TV like that, uh, but when I do, I, I don't even know. I don't even have any shows at the top of my head right now that I need to even watch. There's a new show called Curse that's on Netflix. I wanted to watch. Um, other than that, that's it. Watch sports. That's really just about it. That's all I got. So we're going to get into our words of wisdom since we are cutting time close to 751. Um, I guess you can. I can go. So I have this thing. Okay, so someone had like posted this um, thing in their story today that I thought was really good. So they they had posted a quote and they said, instead of calling yourself out on, you know, your mess or admitting like you're toxic or you know you have these toxic traits just like put it in another way um and it says you know you can say to yourself I went through some stuff and this is how I adapted in order to survive or this is how I learned to get love in in my childhood and this is how I learned to get my needs met and then you know by like saying that to yourself you're not like you're not really like punishing yourself but you're saying you're allowing yourself to like feel those feelings and saying, you know, like, it's okay, because yes, and once your body, like, knows that you learn from that, you know, it'll start to, like, move on and go to better habits and better ways, so I thought that was really, that was a really good word. Yeah. 
We do underestimate the power of language. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I'll say... Hmm, I'll say, like, to, to not allow yourself to waste your energy um, or your time. Um, make every moment, like, count. Make it important. Uh, make yourself important, yourself valuable. Don't spend time doing nothing. You know, spend time trying to fulfill your purpose and learn your purpose and your destiny. Um, and just create a better you, you know. Every moment you get, create a better you. Be conscious of your breath. Be thankful for your breath and your life. And yeah, just remember to love and in all things that we do. Okay. What about y'all? Um, my words of wisdom is um, be safe, stay loving to other people, and just be awesome. Um, my words of wisdom would be find your peace. Um, because I feel like when you find your peace, it'll it'll send like a ripple effect into the universe and all your other relationships. Because I've learned that when I'm not peaceful, is when all my other relationships aren't peaceful because I'm I'm disturbed. So I, I kind of put it like this: like grounding yourself and just like just finding your peace. Whenever you you know we were talking about uh, what makes us stressed or how do we deal with stress. And I just think when you find your peace, you'll be able to handle stress better, whether that peace may be playing, for some people playing Xbox, for some people your peace is meditating, for some people your peace is listening to music, but whatever that is, just find it. Yeah. Yeah. Lucy? Yes. Or did you already say that? Yeah, I already said that. Mine's really, I would have to say, be the best you that you can be. Uh, There's only one of you, and nobody else can do the things that you do the way that you do. And so... You know, just give it your all. Uh, if you fail, you know, get back up, try again. Um, you live and you learn. So, yeah, that's all I got to say is be the best you that you can be. Yeah, that's what's up. Okay, well, uh, thanks for tuning in today, y'all. And we'll be right back next Thursday, uh, 6 to 8. And just tune in with us next Thursday. Bye. 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 Have a great week. Yeah, the round. The cravings pack from Taco Bell. Four crunchy tacos and four beefy five-layer burritos for only ten. In the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems kinda odd. No barking from the dog, no small. And mama cooked the breakfast with no talk. I got my grub on, but didn't dig out. Finally got a call from a girl I wanna dig out. Hooked it up for later as I hit the dope. Thinking, will I live another 25? I gotta go, cause I got me a drop top. And if I hit the switch, I can make the drop. Had to stop. 
at a red light Looking in my mirror, not a jacker in sight And everything is alright I got a beat from Kim And she could do it all night Called up the homies and I'm asking y'all Which part are y'all playing basketball? Get me on the court and I'm troubled Last week, messed around and got a triple-double Freaking brothers every way like MJ I can't believe today was a good day To the pad and hit the shower Didn't even get no static from the coward Cause just yesterday them fools tried to blast me Saw the police and they rolled right past me No flexing, didn't even look in the brother's direction As I ran the intersection With the show dogs out, they was watching your TV rap What's the hats on the crap? Shake them up, shake them up, shake them up, shake them Roll them in a circle of homies and watch me break them with the seven. 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven, 7-Even back, though, little jump. I picked up the cash flow. Then we played ball, and I'm yelling domino. Plus, nobody I know got killed South Central LA. Today was a good day. My homie's house pay Picked up a girl Been trying to dig Since the 12th grade It's ironic I had the boo She had the chronic The Lakers beat the super fine Felt on the big fat sand Pulled out the jammies And killed them And my Jimmy runs deep So deep So deep Put her butt Walk her up around one She didn't hesitate To call Ice Cube The top gun Throw it to the pad And I'm coasting Took another sip of the potion Hit the three-wheel motion I was glad everything had worked out Got the burnt off and then chirped out Today was like one of those fried dreams Didn't even see a berry flashing those high beams No helicopter looking for the murder Two in the morning got the fat burger even saw the lights of the Goodyear blitz, and it read ice cubes of pitch. Drunk as hell, but no throwing up. Halfway home, and my page is still blowing up. Today I didn't even have to use my 8K. I gotta say it was a good day. This man, I don't know what I'm thinking about. Back in that Christian New York, I had the marble floors. I had a cut of your, I done got me a little bean, but I got me a little pork. I had a bottle of my door, shed a bottle of my door, and it's a war. I'm ready for noise. I can't do this in my sleep. I 
put that person in head. It will be dead in a week. I just want all the trucks. That chopper's out doing the most. Hit a little boy that cake. Turn them to ghosts. Walk in the bed and we ice on. Walk in the bed on the drive. Who next door? Come see that wife. That's your life. I'm taking a flight like a mine. And in my bag, mine. 